Welcome to TopCon Talks Agriculture, the conversation of life, strategy, and defining career moves with farmer guests and allied industry. I'm Tara Baker, and today we've got a bonus episode for you. I've got boots on the ground farmers coming to us from Illinois and Iowa to share the crop update heading into harvest and coming off the derecho storm, and also to talk about some precision ag insights using auto steer to let the tractor steer itself so that you can join a Zoom meeting. Let's jump right in. We've got a good one today, folks. We're going to jump on the line with farmers in Illinois and Iowa to get some of the field report of what's going on out there in the countryside, what we're looking at as we roll into harvest. Uh, Mr. Alex Burge, who's going to be joining me as a precision ag technology sales rep for TopCon, as well as a farmer. And then Mr. Jeff Mirama is a family man and a livestock and crop farmer um, across the border over into Illinois. So we're going to jump on the phone line with them. I apologize. There's just a little bit of static, but that just comes with the territory of rural connectivity here in America. So let's get on the line with these guys. Yes, good morning, Tara. Uh, my name's Alex Burge, and I'm from Mount Vernon, Iowa. I've been with TopCon about seven and a half years, and I am a regional account manager. I manage 14 different states, and I help dealers and OEMs with their uh, TopCon, Digistar, and NORAC business, and help them with purchasing and pricing and and uh, whatever questions they have and whatever features that we may have that they may need to incorporate into their dealership or their OEM operation. Awesome. And we appreciate uh, the expertise that you bring to the team, Alex, and the relationships that you have out in the field. So Alex is well-respected in his communities, in the farming community, because he is also a farmer himself and always has some good candor about what's going on in ag. So welcome, Alex. And then today, Alex brings a friend and a customer Mr. Jeff Mirama to the line. Um, Jeff's coming to us from Illinois. And maybe, Jeff, could you share a little bit about your farming operation and where you come from? We live in Fulton, Illinois, which is uh, right on the Mississippi River, right across from Clinton, Iowa. We're about an hour and a half from where Alex lives. We raise corn and beans, and we got some livestock, some cattle. Um, I'm the third generation on this farm. I also have a wife, Karen, and four kids, Emily, Grant, Brooke, and Grace, and hopefully one of them will be May the fourth generation to come along. So been a challenging year, but um, we're getting through it. So you could give us a little overview of like how many acres you farm, what your farming operation is made up of, you know, the dynamic, what kind of crops you're growing, if you have livestock, what that looks like. Just kind of paint that picture for us. Uh, yeah, we have uh, about... Oh, we were on about six, 1,500 acres of crop ground. It's usually about two-thirds corn, one-third beans. Uh, we do have some cattle that we finish out, about two or 300 a year. So we're not, you know, not huge farmers, but we do, do have quite a bit. We're pretty centralized. All of our ground is within less than three miles, you know, of our home, home farm. And um, we've, like I said, I'm the third generation here, and... We've been fortunate enough that we've been able to, everything we run is family owned. 
So we don't rent any outside crop ground except maybe a few acres here and there. But uh, the majority is family owned, and um, we do have some irrigation. Irrigation. So we we do have a thousand acres of pretty flat ground, I'd say, and has some variable soils on it. And we do have some irrigation, about 250, 300 acres of irrigation. And um, have the challenges just been because of the obvious coronavirus, or what else have you been seeing? Well, let's start with coronavirus, and um, we were we were looking to be a, a pretty good crop year. Um, it still might be. We don't know yet, but we did get hit by the derecho a little bit. We we have about 1,100 acres of corn this year, and of that, 700 acres was blown down. And to top that off, we just had about half an inch of rain last night, and that was the first rain we've had in three weeks. So we're, we're in some pretty good drought situation here now, too. So harvest is coming along pretty soon. I'm here in two weeks. Some guys might start. We might be about three weeks from that, but um, so it's it's going to be a challenge this fall getting the corn off the ground and getting everything harvested timely. Are you going to try and harvest what's blown down, or considering it a complete loss? No, it, it's not a complete loss. Um, it's not as bad as Central Iowa is. Um, a lot of ours is blown over at the waste, but you cannot see any of the rows. We do have some that did green snap a little bit and uh, went down, but I've harvested down corn before. We've had issues and spots before, but nothing this wide to spread. I'm pretty confident we'll get it. It's just going to be slow and maybe picking one way in a lot of fields, and we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, we have a reel if we need it. I know a lot of farmers around here are looking for them. Uh, I have a neighbor. He ordered one, and it's five weeks out. So it's <laughs> trying to get the equipment to harvest down corn. It's going to be a challenge, too. What does that look like in your area with the storm damage, Alex? Uh, about the same as what Jeff described. There's quite a bit of property damage. There's a lot of corn that's flat. Um, our corn is very tangled. We did have one wind downburst where the corn is completely flat, flat, on probably 10 or 15 acres where it's just flat. <laughs> so it's really... Yeah, this year has really brought a lot of challenges, and um, north of our family farm, there was a really a lot of property damage where sheds, machine sheds, wooden buildings, steel buildings, grain bins all got destroyed. Uh, grain bins, the tops blew off, or they got smashed like pop cans, or um, they blew across the field. So a lot of property damage in addition to crop damage, a lot of trees down. You know, we've had a lot of people where, that were without power for a week. And a lot of the internet and cable has not been restored. This harvest is going to be very challenging. It's going to be slow, and uh, it's going to take a lot of diesel fuel for the combines to get through the fields. A couple of days ago, we were checking some corn this weekend, and we were already at a half milk line. So, so Jeff's 100% right. It's it, harvesting corn uh, is right around the corner because we're going to have to go get it because it's already down and uh and get it up because it'll be dry enough to combine and not dry but obviously we're worried about some other issues with it um getting moldy even though it's been extremely dry like jeff said we we just got a rain last night too and and uh for the first time in a long time probably since the derecho on august 10th and uh but yeah you've got to worry about the corn getting moldy or even sprouting so we've got to worry about the condition of the grain as we harvest it get it sold so it's going to be a challenge. So is there any opportunities to utilize technology to help the challenging situation this fall? 
Well, Tara, what we're doing is we're using the, the Topcon for guidance in our combine. We've been doing that for many years, especially on soybean side. Um, we just use the auto steer to, uh, we got a 35 foot draper and it's, it's helped us with that. It's being more efficient and in dusty situations, you can actually don't have to worry about you know, your rows, and, and if we come by an angle, if we're unloading on the run, you can get really close and don't have to worry about hitting the cart. And, but we're actually adding a, a head site corn feelers to our corn head this year to help us get through it and plug in with the top con. And just to take some stress off me while I'm in there, because I have a feeling I won't even be able to see my corn head at some point, the snouts at least. So, I mean, just even trying to find the row is going to be about impossible. So, we're going to add that, and hopefully that takes care of a little bit of, of the, some of the stress of trying to get through it, and and hopefully I'm able to not run any corn over and miss any rows, and I think it'll just help us get as much in as we can. So, Jeff, you were kind of an early adapter of some of the top 10 systems, right? Didn't you help with some testing and that sort of thing? Yeah, we, uh, we added TopCon to our operation back in 2011. Uh, we had upgraded planners and, and a tractor at the same time, and we were going to auto steer. And after researching different companies, we felt Topcon was a good fit for us. And we had a local dealer that was supporting it pretty good. And, and the, one of the biggest things was our, our equipment that we run. It was the steering was really great on it. You know what it, we had seen, and so we had it and. Um, we were just using it for steering to begin with, but uh, we added row clutches on our planter a few few years later, and um, just to maximize some efficiencies and not overlap, you know, on point rows and things like that. And, um, but yeah, just the, the steering side, we have been so impressed with how accurate it is, and not just being on the line, you know, when you're planning, but year after year, you can come back to that same line, and it's it's right there. So it's it's a great tool to have. I know there's some guys that why do you need to steer when you have a marker? Well, it's it's more than just that. It's being efficient with everything. The margins are so tight now that um, that system has paid for itself many times over. I believe so. It's something that we like having now, and um, we've gotten used to the Topcon, and and we're excited to work what they've been doing for us. What are the efficiencies that you found that have helped you find that return on investment? Well, I think the biggest one is overlap for seed. We've saved probably anywhere from 10 to 15 units of seed a year by not just planting, you know, on point rows and waterways and things like that. And, you know, that's at 300 bucks a bag. That's, you know, three to $4,000 a year. And then when with fertilizer too, we're, we're putting on anhydrous ammonia we usually use in the spring. And so we're, we're trying to get as close to that seed as we can with that product and, um, and not burn it. So we're, we're trying to follow where the anhydrous applicator was. And um, so I think we're, we're just becoming more efficient that way too. So. Take advantage of the TopCon trade-in, trade-up program going on now. If you order before September 30th, you also receive the Headland Turn Unlock free. This program is available to all TopCon and competitive consoles so everyone can participate. Contact your TopCon dealer today or visit our website listed in the episode description. So how did you go about the installation process of the Headland Turn system? 
we had actually updated our, we had an X30 and we decided to update to an X35 this past year just to, um, it was just time. You know, we, we kind of update a few little things here and there when we see fit and, and just my auto steer screen was the next thing to update. So we went to that and then, um, we had heard there's a headland turn option. So I thought, well, I'm going to talk to Alex about it and see if it'll work for our operation. And fortunately he was able to get me a, a trial of it and see how I liked it. And, um, we went from there, but yeah, it's, it's a nice feature to have, you know, especially in the dark planning, if you're around trees or telephone poles, which we have, um, sometimes you kind of get lost where you're at sometimes. So it's, it's a nice safety feature where you're always following the same turn path. You know, you're not going to hit anything on the outside of the, out of the field and just gets you to watch things a little bit better too, you know, when you turn and it's, you know, takes a little less stress off you too. You know, you're just sitting there and you don't have to watch about your turns and get lined up. And especially when you're not using a marker, which I usually don't anymore. You know, you just let it go and find its own path and away you go. So you can do those conference calls or Zoom calls from the tractor cab? Yeah, I actually had a, a Zoom church meeting I had one night and that's the way it worked out. And we had a two or three hour meeting while I was planting corn and it actually worked really good. I just filled the planter up and was ready to go and I could concentrate on the meeting I was having a little bit more instead of getting to the end and having to get away from it and get going again. But uh, yeah, it was, it was a kind of a slick, slick thing to have that night. Oh, I think I'm going to ask a couple questions now and give, yeah, uh, and give Tara a break. <laughs> How did you install the headland turns feature on your Topcon X35? Well, it was a, I believe, if I remember right, I think we came, you came and updated our software and downloaded it and everything. But um, trying to get using it, I really wasn't sure how to do it. So I actually looked up on YouTube and found a Google video on how to set it up you know, the first time. And it actually explained it really well. And I just watched that a couple times and kind of showed you where to click in the monitor and what pages to open and everything and what features you had to highlight. And after that, it was pretty slick you know it's pretty good that they had that youtube video on there to just uh explain everything real well for you to get going so you talked a little bit earlier jeff about planting and planting without row markers so what are you mainly using the headland turns for planting or using it for this guidance feature for other options as well oh mainly for planting right now but i i think it would be you know, something really useful and especially an implement where you had to uh, manually shut a lot of switches off. You know, I'm thinking of in Hydrus and we put that on, we have to manually shut that on and off and other, not just us, but other seeding operations where they have, you know, putting in Hydrus on or fertilizer on and seeding at the same time where, you, you know, they don't have the automatic shutoffs. I think it would be a really handy tool for that because, by the time you get to the end and start shutting stuff off, you have to turn almost every time. And if you don't have to worry <laughs> about that, that would be, I think that'd be a really nice feature to have. And, and especially going back into your headland too, you, you know, by the time you get everything straight and going, you gotta be turning everything on and off. I've heard of uh, some places have a foot pedal you can engage your steering with, but um, I think this would be even a nicer feature. So you're primarily using this for planting corn and soybeans at this time? 
Yes, at this time. Um, like I said, we might, I don't know if we're going to use it during harvest or not. I mean, that's pretty obvious. See where you grow and come back to it, but um, you, know, you, you never know. We'll see. I think that would be a great idea to use this year, at least for soybean harvest, probably not for corn harvest with the down corn, but I think that, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. So you think this would work well for possibly for tillage or for cover crops? Or some other applications with different types of fertilizer, whether it be in hydrus or spreading fertilizer, you think the headland terms would be good in those applications as well? Yeah, I believe it would. I think even, you know, spraying anymore too. With we we use a lot of wide dropping. You know, when our corn is about six foot tall, they come in and add more nitrogen, and you know, I okay. think that would be a cool tool for that. You know, you don't have to watch your your boom is out so far you want to watch on the ends you just know you're going to turn when you need to turn and you know you can always set that turn up to run down left corn too so i think that would be a an excellent choice for for an application like that with this headland turns guidance feature there's another feature built into this guidance pattern uh, which is our steer to boundary feature did you use mm-hmm. that feature inside of this guidance pattern this past planting season? Yeah, I did. I mean, I could, you know, change my boundaries a little bit. And so that was kind of a nice deal because there are some places where a couple places where I just did the outside round and I've come back and I knew, you know, right where my end rows were going to be. So we'd stop and then, or not stop, we'd just keep going and lift it up and turn right around and away we'd go. So that was kind of a nice feature to have too. And you can always change how many headlands you have, too. So. so you could set it up, the steer to boundary guidance pattern for one or two or three different headlands, depending on how many end rows you want to put on a field, correct? Yep. Yeah, because we got uh, – our combine doesn't turn as short as I wish it would, so some, a lot of times we put three headlands on a lot of fields just to give us more room to turn around but we have some fields we just can't do that so we'll just do two and you know that was just something you just eh, change how many headlands you want and you're still then you then you go on your family farming operation jeff you use rtk or topnet global d or was or what signal type of correction do you use when you're planting and harvesting for harvesting, we use RTK. We have okay. uh, an X35 with an AGI-4 that we use RTK. And then we got a, an X30 with an AGI-3 that we use RTK on. And, you know, those are, we we got a different planter for beans and one for, different one for corn. Those are all RTK. And then we switch the AGI-4 and the X35 and in the combine for harvesting. So, our, you know, our lines are right there. It's in the same system all the time. And, you know, we're recording data, and it works pretty slick. Cause it takes about 10 minutes to swap the receiver and the screen out into the combine, and away you go. You just got to set your parameters up and for the combine, switch everything from the tractor to the combine, but it's pretty pretty simple to do that. So in your farming operation, you have a 16-row corn planter and an 8-row corn head. You find that it's easy to manage the guidance patterns so you can use the same patterns to combine 20 feet but yet plant 40. So that works out okay? You know, we do it twice. We do it once in the fall and once in the spring. And and we actually will use the same uh, lines, but we'll actually just move the 
lines over 15 inches. So we're not playing them directly where the corn was the last the year before. I mean, it works really good doing that. We've had really good luck in doing that in our, our hills where we got some erosion issues. So, What do you find is really novel or what did you enjoy the most, which really helped you with your workflow when using the headland turns or the steer to boundary guidance option? Oh, I think with the headland turns, it was just, um, it's just something less you have to, you know, worry about. You can let the, the top con turn you and you can be looking at the, the planter more. Um, we, we don't have any, you know, any type of fertilizer putting out of our planter yet, but eventually I think we will. And that's going to be more things you need to look at your screen and, and how your planner's performing. And that's what I love about the auto steer too. I'm not looking at a marker all the time and looking ahead and, and you can just concentrate on the job your planner's doing instead of just glancing at a monitor once in a while and, and seeing something. Cause you know, if you, with the margins the way they are, if you miss a double or, or, or skip, or there's an issue with a planner unit, and if you don't find it right away, it's costing you money. So it's, it's just the idea that you're able to concentrate more on what you're doing instead of concentrate on turns where your computer guidance can take care of that. That's, I think that's a plus to me. With your experience with headland turns, agronomically, for example, if this was to help you focus on the job that you're doing while planting, or if there was other agronomic benefits like uh, alleviating compaction, for example, or whatever that may be, what other examples do you have that might be agronomic benefits when using some of these guidance patterns on your fields and your family farm? Well, I think you got to look at from, you know, an overlap perspective on the agronomy side. I mean, I've had times where, you know, putting hydrous on that you're so concentrated on something else, you know, turning could be one thing or, you know, something else. I've forgotten to turn it off once in a while. So all of a sudden you look back <laughs> yeah. and you're throwing nitrogen in the air and you don't want to be doing that. Or, you know, you just could be looking at something that you're trying to concentrate and going around a telephone pole or something like that. So, I mean, it's just, little things like that, but, you know, from, and I guess the one thing is the turn's always the same too. That's what I kind of like, you know, once you do your one term, it's always the same. So if you want to make your turn so you're, you're not driving as much end rows as you would have been before, then that's, I mean, you can do that and you don't have to worry about it. So it's, it's just, uh, I guess, another tool in the toolbox that, that adds to more efficiency. So how easy was the transition from the guidance patterns you were using before to transitioning to the headland turns? Uh, it was pretty easy. Once you get it set up, it's just about the same same deal. I mean, it's just it really nothing changes. It just warns you where you're, you know, when you're getting to the end. And, you know, that's what I kind of like, too. It actually gives you quite a bit of time before you get to the end. And it sends a warning up and actually show your feet and how many how much distance you have before you get to the end and and it'll say you know turning and which you can change which direction you want to turn and, and if you start in the middle of the field and work your way to one side and or and then you want to go back to the middle and work the other way it'll you can change which direction it wants to turn and I mean that's that's a nice feature too so I mean it was everything was laid out really nice with that, that feature, I thought. What kind of yields are what you'd consider kind of an average for your area? I'd say anywhere from 200, maybe 175 to 200 on some of the really poor stuff. 
we've actually had about a 230 to around 230 area five-year average in corn around here our area you get south of here we get some better ground where some guys are pulling 250 to 270 bushel corn we've just caught the rains in the last few years and we got some pretty good deep soils in places so well, I certainly appreciate your time with us today, Jeff. And of course, Alex, as always, it's a pleasure. Thanks for your work out there in the field. I think we'll wrap it up. So thank you guys for joining. Jeff, thank you for you know your constant efforts with our products out there and testing things and being kind of a cutting edge farmer for us. So thank you. Yeah, that's no problem. And I've enjoyed working with everyone at TopCon, from Alex to Brian Sorby, I've got to work with him quite a bit and then just um, and see the new products and the new technology that's coming down the road. I mean, it's just, it's really getting fascinating when things can almost drive themselves in the field. <laughs> I mean, it's, we're, we're really close. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah. So, I, you know, the only thing I got to do with plant, you know, with planting this year was just move a hydraulic, you know, to raise the planter up and down. And I think actually <laughs> it's close enough. I don't even have to do that pretty soon. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, anything we can do to make farmer's life easier, especially you, Jeff, yeah. so that you can uh, keep active on those calls from the tractor cab. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and any more too. I mean, you have to put the hours in. I mean, I, I've heard of guys around here, they'll plant 30 hours straight because of the weather we've had lately. If you don't get it in, you don't get it in. Last year, we had a third of our, or quarter of our acres never got in. Yeah, that's a good point. When you're fighting the weather, then you're going to be fighting the fatigue, the little windows that you do get, and, uh, you know, anything you can do to make it easier and smoother sailing when you're trying to put those big shifts in is definitely going to be a benefit. Yeah, and that's the one thing I know, especially, you know, the auto steer, putting that on when we did. I was so less tired after planting a day, and that, I know you're just sitting in a tractor all day, but still. Trying to keep, you know, on that marker, it would wear you out more than you think. So I think just adding the, the auto steer was, you know, quite the benefit. So, and just like you said, adding these, you know, just the headland turns and other things added in, it just it makes you uh, less fatigued and more aware of what's going on. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Jeff. Thank you, Alex, for co-hosting with me. It's been a pleasure. And I look forward to visiting with you fellows again soon. Have a good harvest. Well, that's a wrap for TopCon Talks Agriculture. I'm Tara Baker, and I'd like to thank you for joining us and ask you to hit subscribe so that you can tune right in on our future episodes.